All right, five fans, welcome back to another edition of the Zone Boxing Show podcast. As I said before, several times, I'm loving this, man. This way Yo. I can kick back and talk. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, man. What's the difference between the Zone Boxing Show and the Zone Boxing Show podcast? Well, there's a big difference. I mean, one is we're, we're not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> we're hidden. All right. So there's um there's that. It, it reminds no, me. No, you of get the, the loose. You get the loose Akam Barak that's willing to say anything. There you go. Like I, I literally wish we could take phone calls on the podcast. Oh, like wow, we used to on the radio. Yes. I think we need to do that, Jazz. I think we need to upgrade this podcast to the point where we record some phone calls from some fans that we uh, we put out a call to action on social media. Do we have media. fans? I mean, we got one or two. So for those that are listening to this podcast right now, we're, we might do some where we'll involve you on the podcast. In other now, words, let me let you guys know now. We're not going to do it. I'm going to let you know that now. <laughs> don't listen to this guy, I don't please. know. We might do it. If you guys have some good questions or something good to say, and um, we'll record it and we'll put it we on. Gotta, I, think, I think we should just use Ox voice notes on these podcasts. That's what well, I think. That too. Maybe I'll no, use What we should do is keep you off the podcast. That's yeah, for that's sure. It. Keep Matter your fact. disgusting voice off the podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, that's a good idea. I think you're on to something, Josh. I think that on Instagram, in the DM, you can send voice notes. I'm going to pull out a call to action for fans to send voice notes with questions for Barack and myself. What the heck? And we'll oh. answer them on the podcast and we'll play the voice note live here. Nice, nice. But there's a, there's a mega huge fight that's about to happen this oh, yeah. weekend. More important than your voice notes <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the fans asking questions. All right. And, and for those that don't know, all right, if you've been under a rock for the last couple of months, it's Chris Eubank Jr. versus Connor Ben. Oh, you know, she had to say Chris Eubank first. Yeah, they that's, said that was surprising. That, that was very surprising to me. Well, I was forced to do that. So that's why no, I'm but it. I'm just saying, like, just for him being the A side, I would have never thought that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's what they negotiated, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the actual fight. Barack, I mean, talk to Chris Eubank, talk to Eddie Hearn. Um, we're closing in on it. They've been saying for the last month or so that this is at least Matchroom and Eddie, this is the biggest fight they've ever done. Now keep wow. in mind, we've been to Wembley, AJ Pavekin, 80,000 people. We all know that 90,000 people went on to see AJ versus Klitschko. So to say that is, is a statement. That's, that's incredible. It just goes to show um, the, the work that their fathers put in and the love that the whole entire country has for their fathers, for their name, you know? And you know, you know what I give a lot of credit to? I give a lot of credit to both guys, Chris Eubank Jr. and Conor Ben, but I, I kind of give a little bit more credit to Conor Ben because maybe because his career is newer than, than Eubank Jr. and he didn't start off that good. You know, when he, even his own father said when he started is like maybe like his third fight, he was like, son, you don't have it, you know? And he went from that to like, he's in the top 10. Maybe that was the motivation he needed to take, I, to take I it up so. to another level. I, I truly think so. When I heard his father say that, I said, I know that that kid, Connor, went home with fire 
<laughs> under yeah. his, under his no belt, and, and he went hard ever since. But then years ago, I can say the same thing for Chris Eubank Jr. You know, he had a chip on his shoulder because his yeah. father has accomplished so much. You know, it's just that he's been in the game longer and hasn't, you know, grabbed the title yet. You know, speaking of, of a long time, Barack, uh, some people don't know, but Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank Sr., these guys, I mean, people are worried about them being in the same room together. Not, not, not that they're gonna, you know, start scrapping, but there's so yeah. much tension. These dudes don't like each other. I'm not sure that they've been in the same room since their last fight. There are rumors out there they have not even been in the same room since then. That's what I'm hearing, Barack. I don't know that to be true. If that's the case, that that's pretty deep, man. That's intense. Yeah, man. I mean, think about it. There's nothing bigger than bragging rights in your home country when your country loves the sport. You know, it's kind of like that Mets and Yankees back in the day. You know what I mean? So think about it. And I guess we can't really say that with the Knicks and, and, and Brooklyn team yet in mm -hmm. basketball, but there's nothing bigger than that. So it's, it was hard probably to accept for, for Ben, for Nigel Ben to, to get that last draw when he felt like he won that fight and it would have been 1-1 and then maybe we would have seen the trilogy, you know? So, but I did see him say, he don't even think about it anymore. It's no big deal. He doesn't care that it was a draw. He moved on with his life. And, and I'm sure Eubank is the same, like, he, he won the first one, you know, right. so he got nothing to hold on to, even though during the time of their rivalry, he had nothing but hatred for Nigel Ben. Seriously. You know, it's, an, it's an incredible, like, they need to do and the a, second, a really big documentary. I agree. This. The second fight was uh, was controversial, though, Barack. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to get into the decision on that, but nevertheless, it left them... People wanting the third one, yes. which uh, a lot of people out there said it should have happened and never did. So this is kind of like you know, this, the third this is one. The consultation uh, prize right here, right? Um, um, the consolation prize, sorry, where the fans are going to get the third fight, but through their sons. But <laughs> it's but it's going to be a bigger, probably bigger fight than that. Well, not not in terms of of like paper uh, views, because I think like eighteen million people watch that fight. Yeah, but but I think. Because of social media and, and, and how easily any event gets attention, I think it's going to be a massive fight on that side of the world. And, and, and the hardcore fight fans over here in America are, are pumped for it. Yeah, I think just when, it, when they talk about this being a big fight, they're just talking about financially. You know what I'm saying? They charge so much. We, we charge so much for boxing nowadays, you know, that if you do, if you do decent numbers, you can really make more money than any other fight made in the past. But I think that if the whole country is saying this is like the third Ben Eubank fight, damn, this thing is huge. This is really, really huge. And I'm just so happy that both of these guys are the same way. They, they train hard as hell. They're super explosive. Basically, they're the same fighter. They're, they're super explosive in the ring. And they're both actually honing in technically on skills lately. Now you look at Conor Ben, he kind of outboxed Chris uh, Algieri, you know, not just overpowered him, but outboxed him to set up shots. And that's exactly what Chris Eubank is doing lately. He's been boxing, he's been doing a little bit of Roy Jones here and there, you know, that leaping in, boom, 
right? Ducking under, stuff like that, leaping in left hook. But he's been boxing and setting up his shots. Not the same Chris Eubank Jr. that would just go in there and blast out his opponents. So we, now, just got a, we just got a recipe for something great. And what's at stake is what, what's interesting to me, right? You talk about you talk about Conor Ben and his, the buzz that he had in the welterweight division after knocking out Chris Algieri, who, yeah. who has a, a, a strong chin, who's been in there with the greats on um, the way he dispatched him. And, and, and the fact that he's leaving that division, moving up almost two divisions, being a heavy underdog, there's a lot at risk, but big reward to gain from that if he, if he were to win. If he were to go up and even stop the guy that he's claiming, you know, a guy that's never been stopped, a guy that has a chin of steel, if he were to go up those divisions, that would say a lot to, uh, about him carrying his power to that to damn near the middleweight division. What I think it would have these welterweights on alert. Man, listen. First of all, this is like a championship fight. Yes. <laughs> For Connor Ben, For Connor Ben. 100%, this is a championship fight for him right now. If he was to knock out Chris Eubank Jr., he would, be, he would be probably more popular than Amir Khan. Now, you know Amir Khan was rich since he was like 17 years old and very, very popular. The ladies liked him. He even came to America, became popular in America. You know, usually when the ladies like him, you become very popular. You know, so I think he would be on that status. That oh, no, qu no status question about in it. In the UK. No question about it. Probably even more popular. You know, probably even far, more popular. As far as Chris Eubank Jr., I mean, it, it's, the, it's the legacy that you're trying to uphold and you don't want to mess that up. So the pressure that's on him is that I'm not, I'm not evening it up. I'm not going to even it up with a loss. You know, I'm not going to even yeah. up the, the family rivalry with a loss, 1-1 one, one and a draw. And you know what? You, you mentioned legacy, Barack, and, and that's one thing. You know, these guys been going at it. So as far as Chris Eubank, what, what he had to deal with, uh, you know, going up under the shadows of a, leg a legendary fighter like Chris Eubank Sr., he's aware and acknowledges that Conor Ben had to deal, deal with the same thing. And he, he talked about, you know, as, as much as they've gone back and forth, he did give him credit for that and understood what he's gone through. So he talked about that along with a bunch of other things. So here's myself and Chris Eubank Jr. right after this break. All right, fight fans, you guys understand how big this fight is. I got one of the guys joining me right now on the top middleweights in the world, Chris Eubank Jr. Welcome to the show, Chris. The top middleweight in the world, son, come on. <laughs> Listen, you know what's interesting? You know, I spent a lot of time in... Uh, in London and on your side of the pond. And one of the things that I've experienced is uh, fighters being gentlemen, right? Uh, they don't talk too much smack, but it's interesting you and Connor are different. You know, you guys remind me of Americans when it comes to talking trash. You got slick mouths and I guess it runs in the family because you got your father and, and his also did the same. But the difference is you, you were actually about a year old the first time, um, the, the rivalry started uh, with, with, with Ben Eubank. And, and I guess for the rematch, you're around maybe three, four years old. Do you remember anything about that time, at least in the second fight? I know not the first, but the second fight. Do you remember anything? Yeah, I remember, you know, I remember the, the tension 
I, I, I remember the, the feeling, you know, in all these big fights, but especially that one, you know, even as a kid, you, you just felt that things were different around the house. Right. Uh, and obviously, you know, the injuries and, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the aftermath of, of, of the fight, the second fight, especially, you know, you watch that, you know, you watch your, your father having to, you know, be nursed back to health and, you know, those fights took a lot out of him. Um, so yeah, that, you know, seeing that and obviously then, you know, learning more about the fight as I got older, um, you know, watching the the build up and, you know, Nigel Ben telling telling my daddy hated him on, on national TV and, you know, the, the true bad blood that was really a part of that fight. Um, more so on, on, on Ben's side, because my father's like me, he's very, uh, he doesn't let people get to him emotionally, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't stoop to that level. Um, but obviously Ben, uh, you know, he was, he was full of hatred and I, you know, I, that's always stuck with me, you know, and that's, you know, I, I can't really forgive stuff like that because my, my, my old man was a good man. There was no reason for, for Ben to be the way he was to him. Um, so I've got, you know, I've got a responsibility now to uphold that family name and to make sure that, um, you know, Nigel doesn't avenge that loss to his son because that's what he's, that's, this is his shot now. You know, this is his chance to redeem himself. At, what, his at, what, at what point did you become aware of Connor? Meaning both of you became aware of each other and started thinking because of that rivalry, we're going to have to meet at some point. When did that start? I mean, listen, you know, as soon as he turned pro, as soon as as soon as he came onto the scene, it wasn't like a thing like I got to fight now. But it was like, yeah, this eventually we're probably going to cross paths. I mean, there's too much, there's too much history, there's too much interest, you know. Um, so in the back of my mind, I always knew we were going to fight. I just didn't know when. And to be honest, I wasn't expecting it to be this soon. But yeah. he's got himself to a stage and a position in his career where, you know, he has he has the he has the fans, he has uh, he has the hype. Um, you know, he can he can physically make the weight now. We're you know we're we, you know he walks around close to the same weight as I do. You know, he just cuts that before fights. But this fight, he doesn't have to cut anything. Uh, uh, does he? Do you give him credit for his? Uh, rapid, you you know, uh, um, I guess success because he has, like you, to your point, gained a lot of fans. Even over here in America, people like his energy and and what he brings to a fight. Uh, does anything about him impress you? Uh, I've he's walked, he's walking the same path that I uh, the, the no, he's walking the same path that I walked, and I know how hard that is. Okay. So, to, so you, uh, you at least uh, give him credit for that, like carrying, being under a shadow, having to create your absolutely. own legacy. Nobody, nobody, very few people on the planet are ever, will ever have to do what me and him are doing. And that's, you know, going into the hardest sport in the world and not only having to, to make it in that sport, but to having to make it behind a legend mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. who is who 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 you will always be compared to um that type of pressure is 
it's just it's, it's it's an unknown to everybody on the planet except a few people and it's tough you know yeah, i mean most fighters most sons break under that pressure you think about the julio sasa chavez jr and and uh hector camacho's son they can't handle that pressure you know you guys as you know especially you have exceeded that um talking to everybody out there people are saying that this is going to be one of the biggest fights in british history i'm talking about big big right where it might even be that when it comes to pay-per-view sales are do, do you understand the magnitude of this fight like has it hit you yet you know i knew it was going to be big you know this this fight was on the front cover of uh box uh, news boxing boxing news magazine before it was even made right um, <laughs> Just the potential so, yeah. of it being made. Yeah. yeah, it's you know it's it's huge. I didn't think I you know I knew it was gonna be big, but I I am I'm impressed with how big it you know it's it's becoming. All right, uh, now get you know when it comes to the weight, Chris, um, obviously you're gonna get the bad end of the stick when it comes to what's fair and who has the edge here, right? Because people know that obviously Connor's coming up to a weight class that he's never participated in. You're comfortable in that weight. I mean, you have to drop a little something. Um, does that worry you? Like, if I beat Connor, I'm not going to get the credit I deserve because of the weight issue. I don't care about credit. No one's ever given me credit. I'm one of those guys, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, I'm going to have an army of haters and trolls talking shit and not giving me credit. So I, I stopped worrying about credit years ago, you know? I'm who do you care about? Who do you want credit of? Like, what's important to you? Like, who do you want to make proud outside of your father? Like, who are the people in the sport that you care about their opinion? Absolutely nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I, I could not care less about anybody's opinion. People's opinions. Do except not... I Barack, folks. Except I can Barack. Go ahead. <laughs> People's opinions do not pay my light bills. No doubt. They do not. They do not uh, they're not going to put you know, my future kids through school, uh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get me the properties I want. Yeah, but, but, um, but I, I hear that, that sounds good. But at some point, your, your peers, somebody in this sport that we love so dearly has to mean something. You know, like for instance, you know, when I sat down with uh, uh, Jim Lampley on an interview one day, and after the interview said, wow, that was a great interview. That felt good because this is a guy that, you know, that have done it for so many years. Is it like nobody? Roy Jones Jr. All right. If Roy is proud of you, you care. Of course. I, I, All right I, then. So that's somebody. No, I mean, I, I I would love for Roy to be proud of me, but and I and I, and you know, as far as I know, he is proud of me so far with what I've done. So is my father. <laughs> um, but I'm not. You can't. I mean, some fighters may be doing the things they're doing to kind of try and impress other people. Right. I stopped that a long time ago because I, you know, I, I learned very quickly that it doesn't matter what you do or how well you do it, you're never going to please anybody, everybody. Very true. Um, you, you just never, it's never going to happen. So I, 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 years and years ago, I stopped worrying about people's opinions and I just worried about me and what I thought was best and, and my progress in life. Um, Obviously, if, if people are happy with what I'm doing, then that's a bonus. Right. But, but you know, the people that aren't happy with what you're doing, they are also bonuses. The people that hate you, the people that troll you, the people that don't believe in you, 
they are still buying their pay-per-view package. They're still contributing to the cost. They're still, <laughs> they're still waiting in the crowd. They're still paying for their ticket. So you need them to. You need them to. Absolutely, you need them. <laughs> have to have them. Listen, um, Connor says that uh, your ego um, was really getting in the way of the negotiations for this fight um, to the point where it, 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 maybe it, it wouldn't have happened. Um, it, what do you say to that? It's, it's not about ego. It's being a. It's it's about being an astute businessman. I'm not going to give up ground that I don't have to give up. Right. I'm going to take everything I can get. If I, you know, obviously there is. Uh, yeah, it's business. There's you. You know, you have to negotiate. You have to compromise. But I'm going to get the best deal I can get. That's not ego. That's being a smart a smart businessman. How serious are you when you say? If you lose this fight, you're done with boxing. I mean, you're only Finish. 32 years old. You're still very athletic. Finish. Are you, are you serious about that? Absolutely. My father retired at 32. Okay. What if, you know, Chris, what if it's a competitive hell of a fight? I'm talking about a historic fight and people want to see it again. You would walk away from that if you oh, didn't no, get the no. nod? Obviously, obviously, if by some miracle this guy is able to pull out, you know, uh, a competitive fight that that you know um you know or you know edge a win or you know or or make it so that i have to fight out of my skin to beat him right then obviously we're gonna get right. the rematch on but i i just don't see that happening you know if if he beats me you know convincingly which is an impossibility but if he does it you're done i'm i have to walk away because it, I, I can't hold my head. I can't be respected. I can't be a man and walk into gyms anymore. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. But I. I, I understand That's your I pride. Think. Right. That's no. I, I. I get that. Now you're obviously very confident in this Connor uh, Ben fight. If you do get past Ben, I want Chris to give me his next three opponents lined up. If you were your own promoter and you controlled everything, who do you fight next? If you get past Ben, next three opponents. I would love to fight Triple G next. I would like to love to take those belts from him. And then, you know, I, I would love to fight Canelo. Absolutely. Mm. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's the marquee name in the sport. And, you know, that's the one fight I would go up to super middleweight for. Um, so Canelo, 2023, um, you know, throw Jake Paul in there with me. I'll, I'll, <laughs> take, I'll take 10, 15 million to beat up a YouTuber. <laughs> Wow. All right. There you have it. Listen, you don't want to miss it. October 8th, Chris Eubank Jr., Connor Ben. Uh, I'm excited uh, and good luck, man. Um, hope all goes well in camp. All right. Appreciate it. Well, first off, uh, good interview, Ock. Uh, but one thing I can say is that Chris Eubank Jr. beating Connor Ben, let's say if he was to win, it, it doesn't really get you a Canelo fight. <laughs> so, so I understand he wants to fight Jake Paul. He wants to fight. Yeah, you can get a Jake Paul fight. You know, but but it doesn't get you in the ring with Canelo. Well, well, and, he didn't. He not, didn't say. He didn't say like that. G. He didn't say that this is going to earn me those fights. That's just who he wants to. No, fight. I'm just saying because he says these are the guys that he wants. So he he has to get this fight out the way. First of all, he has to win, or he's finished. Like he's talking about retiring. You know, after he if he was to lose to Conor Ben, and I could understand why. But I think he beat Liam Williams last. Maybe because of his popularity and Triple G did say he still wants to fight, then maybe that's a fight that can be made, you know, but right. if he loses, wow, that would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, man, I mean, if, 
if the fight and I and I told you like you you're, you're standing I, I, up in front of your microwave, you know what I'm saying? What we trying? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not in front of my microwave. But here's what I have to say about that. If the fight is a competitive fight, yes. And if we see, uh, you know, fight of the year candidate, and and let's say that Chris Eubank edges the win. Okay. But the fight is so entertaining that the public dem it demands for another one. Maybe he oh. gets the decision. Some people felt Connor wins, and the names are big enough to warrant a, a, a rematch. So maybe that fight happens again, even though there's no rematch clause on the contract. Mm -hmm. There's no titles at stake. Mm -hmm. But that's how big and powerful boxing is when some fights become bigger than the belts, and some fights are that entertaining that the, the that the crowd demands another one. So well, we don't know what we're gonna get. We're gonna right, find. We're gonna find out. And listen, as far as the uh, Barack, as far as the rematch clauses, you know, Eddie Hearn confirmed that no rematch clause. I chopped it up with Eddie Hearn about this fight and a few other things. Take a listen. Once again, Mr. Matchroom himself. So much to talk about. Last time we saw each other, Eddie, we were in Las Vegas. Big win for Canelo Alvarez against Triple G. We have a huge fight on our hands uh, up around your side of the pond. Eubank, Ben. I want to get into that first. Uh, we see Eubank trolling Connor, showing that he's eating on social media, not really taking this fight serious. At least that's the, you know, the the trolling that he's doing. Um, how serious is that, uh, Eddie? For those fans that that believe everything they see on social media, is no, Eubank think... really going to be sixty percent well, for this? We're going to see. I mean, he'll definitely be hundred percent. I mean, he's got to make one hundred and fifty-seven pounds. We'll see if he makes that. I think, you know, it's, it's a bad look to be doing what he's doing and then not make the weight. But he's a pro. You know, he's definitely getting under the skin of Conor Ben. And this fight is huge. I mean, over here, there isn't a person, you walk down the street, no one doesn't know this fight's happening. You know, obviously, grandfathers, parents, you know, sons, daughters, like the new generation, everybody's aware of the rivalry. Everyone's aware of these two fighters. And a few days to go, it's going to be a massive night at the O2 on Saturday. Eddie, uh, do you remember how old you were when their fathers fought and, and, you know, what was the state of boxing over there? Do you remember that fight? Yeah, of course. My, you know, my dad promoted both fights, right. you know, and uh, the first one was a, an amazing fight at, at the NEC in Birmingham. Eubank won the fight by stoppage. And the rematch three years later was at Old Trafford. It was in front of 50,000. I was there. Wow. You know, it was a foggy night. I remember it was in October. And... um you know, it drew, I think, 18 million audience on ITV at the time. You know, it was it wow. was one of the biggest fights and biggest audiences in the history of the sport. And this rivalry was like mainstream news. These two were on the national media, national news channels, you know, nationally. And uh, and this has been the same. So the, the second fight was very controversial. Most people thought Nigel Ben won that fight. And there should have been a third, but there never was. We just had to wait another, what, 25 years to see number three this weekend or more. <laughs> 30 years. Now, uh, Ben is obviously going in as an underdog, being the fact that he's moving up a weight class and a half or so. Uh, how big would, would Connor, if Connor Ben would have go out and execute what he's claiming, knocking, being the first guy to stop Eubank Jr., where does his career go from there in terms of stardom and, look, and where does look, he rank? I, oh, stardom, I mean, on another level. Look, the goal <laughs> is to win a welterweight world title. Very difficult to do so, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime fight, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that presented itself. He believes he can win the fight. So does his team. Eubank has a tremendous chin. Tremendous chin. 
you know, as he gets older, which he is doing, sometimes that can become a little bit weaker. But it's going to be difficult for Conor Ben to, to stop or knock Eubank out. He believes he can do it. Look, Conor Ben's massively underrated as a boxer as well. His movement's sensational. His footwork's really good. And we haven't really seen that from Eubank. And, you know, Eubank is definitely taking Conor Ben lightly in this fight. Definitely. I mean, we talk about the trolling, but in his mind, he thinks this is this is a demolition job. He thinks they're going to go out, meet in the middle of the ring. It's going to be too big, too strong, too powerful, and he's going to take him out. And I think Conor Ben has got something else up his sleeve. You know, he talks about, you mentioned how, how great of a chin Eubank has. Now, if Conor knocks him out, I mean, we got to start oh, talking, hey, this guy's one of the pound-for-pound best hardest punchers in the game. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you were to stop Eubank. Right. Especially coming up from welterweight. But, you know, I think that Conor is a ferocious puncher. He's got to be careful not just to stand in a pocket and trade with Eubank, because that's what Eubank will want. He's got to box him and be smart as well. But, you know, he can really crack at welterweight. It's Can he carry that power up to 157 pounds? Now, now uh, the flip side to that, if Conor goes uh, on Saturday night and, and shows a, a, a valiant performance in, in a close fight, but doesn't get the nod... Um, is it still a big win for him? He can go back down to 147 and maybe yeah. he, it won't affect him as much. Well, he'll definitely move back down to 147. You know, people talk about this fight being a no-lose. I, I never agree with that because if you get beat, it's always a lose. Right. But certainly people applaud him for taking the jump up and the challenge. You know, if it's, in, if it's a great fight, a tight fight, his stock will go through the roof. You know, if he was to get beaten convincingly, it's never good. But yes, he would return to 147 pounds and continue that trajectory to the world title. This is outside of his comfort zone. This is outside of his weight class. But it's a challenge he's accepted and believes he can win. And it's not a title fight. So I know typically, you know, title fights usually have rematch clauses on it. How nice is it, Ak? You know, no title on the line. Right. No regional title. No unified title. No undisputed title. No linear championship. Yet probably the biggest fight we've ever done. (laughs) And it just shows you the size of the fight where people people don't care about this fight being for a belt. No, this is about my, something much bigger. But my, my point was, uh, is there a rematch clause in this contract? No. Because be, no. So so these guys, regardless of how entertaining the fight is, it's may a straight be, shootout act. That's it. <laughs> one time. Yeah, one time. So, Listen, so, if it's, this fight is so huge, so huge. We could have sold out two Wembleys for this fight. If right. it's a great fight, look, we saw two unbelievable fights between the fathers, and we should have seen three. Right. I'm pretty sure you won't just see one of these, but it has to be the fight that we expect it to be. Right, right. If the, if the public demands for it, I guess it would make sense not to have another one. Well, listen, Eddie, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to this weekend. Huge fight, massive fight. Um, good luck on your side. Maybe we'll talk after the fight. Cheers, guys. Take Cheers. care. Barack, I'll ask you this. Uh, we know that the fight is going to be a lot earlier here in America because we know the fights in the UK, they start at a certain time, they're five hours ahead. So do you think that this particular fight has potential to break either guy here in America in terms of them becoming more popular in America, uh, the people want, demanding or wanting to see them fight, becoming somewhat of a draw in America if it's an entertaining fight and one guy gets a big win? No. In order for it to become, for them to become popular in in America, they have to watch it the night of, you know? So if it's an entertaining fight, they'll find out the day that they- Eventually. Did. Right, they'll find out a day later. And then maybe as you were saying earlier, the rematch would be something that America would tune into. 
I think it's just kind, kind of like kind of like what happened with AJ and Ruiz. There you go. There you go. Because AJ lost, it became something that blew him up in America. And it was like this guy looking like this beat this guy, you know. So it would have to be something really special, you know. It would have to be something really special for America to get win of these two great fighters. But I do say because of their last names that the hardcore boxing fan of old already knows about this fight in America. And they want to tune into this fight because they understand Conor Ben is moving up almost two full weight classes to fight this guy. We're going to get all those questions answered. That's for sure. On Saturday night, we'll find out if Conor made the right decision in betting on himself, moving up in weight, wanting this fight this bad, and, and taking this much risk, will, will it pay out? Will it be worth it? Or will Chris Eubank Jr. prove to everybody that he's too big, too strong, too experienced for Connor? We'll have all those questions answered. So make sure everybody tunes in live on the zone. That's our podcast for today, folks. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and love. Stay safe. Catch you next week. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.